on, guys? Welcome to this episode of Hockey Prospect Report. I'm Frankie, and you'll hear from Nick in a couple of seconds here. Before we get into this episode, I want to just quickly tell you about our sponsor, Customized Sports. Customized Sports offers you professional-looking Tackle Twill jersey number kits that allow you to customize any jersey with any font, and they give your jersey a nice professional look that otherwise wouldn't be there if you left it blank. You can find them at CustomizeSports.com or on their Reddit or eBay page, Customize-Sports, and be sure to use code PROSPECT10 on checkout for your 10% discount. Thank you to Customize Sports for sponsoring us. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Hockey Prospect Report. Nick here with Frankie. I'm fired up right now. Frankie's fired up right now for all different reasons, good and bad. And we're in for a wild episode because there's lots to talk about and then and, and just the, the tensions are ramped up, right? They are, just, just a little bit. Every everybody's everybody's got the blood boiling for for different reasons everybody's excited about other things for different reasons we're in for a crazy episode we're in for a wild episode right now yeah i'd uh get right into it <laughs> i'm ready to go okay. okay come on um before we get into it though nick the two things on the on the the docket today i guess two you can throw in the qmjhl season in there that's going to be a quick little talking point that we hit on uh but the two big ones today the american pre-tournament w uh world junior hockey championship roster is out it features some pretty big names i'd say loaded loaded additionally we're looking at alexis lafreniere as other rangers buzz other yeah. rangers where to actually let's start with Quebec League, because that is going to be the quickest thing. We'll get that done in a minute. That'd be a brief one. Yeah, 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 yeah. They paused their season, extended Christmas break is essentially what they're calling it. So I believe it's January 3rd-ish they're bringing that back, they say. Whether that happens or not, I don't know. It's It's been nothing short of an absolute disaster with that league so far this year, especially in, in Quebec. Uh, whether that comes back or not, I don't know. I think it matters a lot what happens with the, the OHL and the WHL. If the OHL can't get off the ground this year, which looks like it it might be a possibility this year, I don't think they'll have a Memorial Cup. And at that point, I don't know if the WHL comes back, and I don't know if the Q comes back. So this might be it for junior hockey. Let's just say everyone should prepare for no hockey in the spring, I'd, period, except for maybe in Europe. And NHL's not having a season. There's no way. There's no uh, way. Okay, no, no, no. In. I'm not going to say there's no way they're not getting it in, but there's definitely no way they're starting January no 1st. That's not happening. And I'd say... No way they're starting January. After I listened to Brian Period. Burke on Tim and Sid today, which, Nick, I know you don't know anything about because it's a, it's a Canadian TV slash radio show. But for those of you in Canada who did have the pleasure of listening to Brian Burke on Thursday evening, he broke it down perfectly. This is a deal where the players don't want to go down to the number that the NHL needs them to go down to to have 50-50... Uh, sharing here 50-50 partners is what he used if those players don't want to do that the NHL is just going to cancel the season because they were given the right to do that when they negotiated this before the pandemic or before pandemic hockey came back so good chance we don't have NHL hockey I'd say there's a pretty solid chance we don't have OHL hockey and I, I'd say as well with the WHL and the QMJHL we don't know I, I, I'm not 100% certain that anything is coming back at this point so Let's get into the World Juniors. Let's hope to God that we can have this tournament, Nick, because things are not looking too great right now. 
with that either. But we're going to continue on as if it's happening. Yeah, um, I'm honestly not going to be surprised if we have no hockey at all in the spring. Like I said, I am pretty uh, set on that as far as just what to expect. So um, I'm not getting my hopes up because of all the hoops that have to be jumped through for every single league, whether it be with uh, player relations and money and COVID. So I'm not getting my hopes up, but hopefully we can at least get a little bit of hockey to end the year off with World Juniors, like I said. So, but the USA roster is a pretty exciting roster so far. Pretty good camp. It's looking good. It's looking good. I'm excited to see what these guys can do because half of them are pretty much out of University of Michigan, another loaded college team right there. And the other half are from either University of Minnesota or North Dakota. So, so Nick, I'm looking through this roster here. I think right away, the name that stands out to me, obviously, is Cole Caulfield. I think... Like I said in the last episode, that's the guy that I think is the biggest name on this American team, right? I think that's the leading point scorer of the tournament. He's going to have an absolutely massive tournament, and I think he's the catalyst for just about everything that the American team is going to do this year. But you're also looking around this roster. You've got, like, this This is a team that you're going to know more about than I do just because you are American, right? You have more access to the college hockey stuff. But from the outside looking in, I think Thomas Bordalo is a big name. Bobby Brink is a is a name that stands out to me as well. I believe he was the one that Kevin Ball absolutely nailed. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that was him. Um, Brendan Brisson is another guy that we've talked about. Sam Colangelo, I would honestly be surprised if he makes the team. Yo, like, but we, I, I can't remember when you and I were talking about it. We were looking at this roster one day and it just speaks volumes that, uh, of the school that he's going to at Northeastern. Yep. We mentioned him on another episode with him specifically. Yep. And like you look at the rest of his, this camp and they're all with big name schools that are, that are championship yep. worthy. I think though, like to, to continue looking down this, this list, the, the one of the positions that stand out the most to me is absolutely hands down goaltending. You're mm-hmm. looking at Spencer Knight who I think next to Yaroslav Askarov, probably the best goaltender in the tournament. And then you're also looking at, where is he here? Dustin Wolf. Drew du- no, no, Dustin Wolf. Dustin Wolf, I think, would you be think a starter on just about any other country right now, other than the U.S. and Russia. I think if you put him on Canada, he'd start. If you put him on literally any other team in this tournament, he would be the starting goaltender. So you really don't have to worry about much of anything. And then you look at guys like Cam York, Trevor Zegras, uh, you got Jake Sanderson here, Nick Robertson, who's going to be an animal, Arthur Kaliev. Like this team, it, it's pretty loaded. This is going to tie into the reason why I'm I'm pissed off that Alexis Lafreniere is not being allowed to go to Team Canada. Because when you look at this roster, this is a good team, top to bottom. Not a lot of holes, right? They're going to do they're going to do really well. I, I don't want to get too much into that yet, but. Like they, they could have used him. Well, yeah, he's gonna. It's gonna be a big blow for Canada. But uh, do I think they need Lafreniere to be able to compete? Uh, no, but I think having Lafreniere on the uh, like, uh, yeah, I don't want to go into him too much either. But yeah, um, we will after looking at a, a yeah looking at a loaded team like the U.S. because I, I think there's a lot to be excited about with the U.S. team, and I can tell you I am most definitely looking forward to this. But um, 
you know, if you're looking at it from a U.S. standpoint, you're not complaining that Lafreniere is not on that Canadian no. roster because it's uh, it's going to make your road a little bit easier through the, the World Junior Tournament. So yeah, and I mean, but, for the people who haven't listened to us before, Nick, well, I'll say you are our American voice. You're from the U.S. I'm Canadian, so obviously you know more about this team. Is there anybody on here that I didn't mention that I should have mentioned? or that you were excited to watch? Well, and I think this team isn't one that you're going to look for specific players necessarily besides just Brendan Brisson, Cole Caulfield. Um, You know, the big names you're obviously going to look at, but I think what's more exciting is the players that are all grouped together from different schools because what's more exciting to see too is you are getting, and most of these big schools, they have at least three or four representatives from a school. Each school has like three or four representatives of the big ones. So it's going to be fun to see how all of those big name talents from all the big schools gel together because that is going to be exciting to see just because, I mean, these are some of the best college guys out here. I mean, obviously there's a few junior guys, but um, me personally, I'm just looking forward to seeing the top college guys in this tournament because that's where the, this is where they're all playing right now. I don't know exactly. We should have counted this beforehand, but I don't know exactly what the stat is for Americans having first round picks. Uh, like I know, for example, Canada, I think there's 22 roster spots. I believe the Canadians have 23 players in their camp who are drafted in the first round. Uh, just briefly looking at the American list here. It's they not even 10 close. first yeah. rounders for 10 first round. It's not even close. Team. So I think that is like really a testament to how well the Canadians develop hockey players. But at the same time, like you're looking at a lot of these guys, they're second and third round picks. And I think a lot of that has to do with them playing in college and not playing junior hockey where it, it, it is a more professional atmosphere right away. We we've talked about that before. And you don't see college guys going first round that much. You well, just exactly. Don't. Like it's all the only you the only American guys you see are you, you might see two college guys and the rest are going to be dev teamers and USHL that kind of. But stuff. that even that comes but later like, in the draft. Even it's, then, you don't see a lot. It's it's like tops four or five. But I, like, I think that just has to do with the way the NCAA handles things as opposed to the CHL or professional leagues in Europe, and that that's simply just the fact that. It's school and then hockey. What they tell you it's supposed to be. Really, it's you're you're going to school to play hockey, not going to, to school. Uh, sorry, you're going to hockey to go to school, if that makes any sense. Whereas in the juniors, it's teaching you how to be a professional hockey player. So that right. like you're, that's you're the difference, to, really. Right, you're going to college for the college experience for the most part, with when also keeping that shot of going pro in your back pocket. That's not you're not putting all your marbles into that. Um, another, but, another thing I want to say about this team too, Nick, by junior hockey standards, it's a pretty big team. Like there's there's a couple of guys who were thrown in here that are five eight, five seven, five nine, but there's there's a most of this team is six foot or taller, and by O H or by, not by O H L, but by junior hockey standards pretty big team yeah no exactly but like what what's even what makes this team interesting too is some of the guys that you're going to be looking at for goal scoring and offensive abilities are your smaller guys so you're looking at um cole caulfield you're looking at bobby brink is another guy to look at at the university of denver um he's only five eight excuse me cole caulfield is only five seven and then even nick robertson's only five nine like all of your your 
offensive guys that you're relying on for, you know, most of your offensive production are the smaller guys. But then when you start looking at the back end here at your defense, you're looking at Alex Vlasic, who's six yep. six, even Jake Sanderson, six two. A lot of guys that are six two, and they're going to be your heavy hitters. Heck, even Spencer Knight, the goalie, six three. He's a bigger goalie. <laughs> so um, it's a wide variety variety of size, and it's interesting to see. There's how uh, I guess that size is allocated. There is a whole lot of players here that are from the 2019 draft. Like I. It's going to be hard to build this team because you've got a lot of guys with a ton of experience here. Matthew Boldy, a 2019 pick. Bobby Brink was a 2019 pick. Cole Caulfield, 2019. Uh, John Farasini here, I believe is how you pronounce that name. That's a, that's a 2019 pick. list goes on and on. Arthur Kaliev, Spencer Knight. Uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that name. <laughs> Robert. No, I'm, no I'm, I give up. Nick, do you know that one? Which oh um I I I've heard it before I think it's like Mastrozamoni I don't even know I I've heard it one time and Mastrozamoni I don't know so. if that was Canadian I'd say Mastrozamoni but yeah I don't know it's probably a Moni at the yeah, end I don't know anyway point being this is a veteran <laughs> team this is going to be a difficult team to beat because they're veteran they know what they're doing uh, they've been around in this tournament for quite the while so like looking at this team if you're an American hockey fan especially with there not being any NHL on, this is a tournament you want to watch, right? This is the next wave of American hockey talent. And this is going to be a good hockey team. I seriously suggest watching this tournament. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I really am um, looking forward to see how the Americans do because not only is the spotlight going to be on the World Juniors this year, if they can get going, but the U.S. has got a good team too. And... I don't have any bean pop tournament to watch this year because it's canceled. So I'm going to be watching the World Juniors most definitely. Bean pop tournament is a very fun tournament to watch. Obviously, just before canceled. we move on to uh, Lafreniere not being released to go to the tournament, we got to mention too that Jack Hughes also is not being released by the Devils. I think that's a little bit of a different situation just because Hughes is totally already on the Devils. I don't necessarily think mm-hmm. that it is a big deal that he's not being released just because, like I said, he's been on that team. He's a, he's already playing on that team. He's impact, he's impacting the team there already. Whereas now we get into the Alexis Lafreniere part. He's not on that team yet. He has never played a game in a New York Rangers jersey. He won't be playing a game until after the completion of this World Juniors, regardless. Why are the Rangers not letting him go to play for his country, Nick? There's there's a lot of buzz on it because there is no information on it. And that's kind of why there's a lot of question marks, obviously. The only article that's out right now is simply Hockey Canada and the Rangers were talking, and Hockey Canada respects the Rangers' decision. Not Tell me why you think they aren't letting so, it go. Well, um, there's two different reasons. My first theory is either there is some glimmer of hope, maybe the Rangers know something that we don't, that the season could potentially get going, which I doubt and that's why they have them and they want to start doing practices. Who knows? Um, well, that kind of goes into my second reason. Um, I don't know. Maybe they, they just want him for training or, or for different scrimmages and practices and who knows. But I don't – I'm having a tough time coming to grips too with why they're not letting him attend, knowing that the season 
is probably not even going to be starting in January, realistically. Otherwise, training camp, we would at least have some sort of info on when that's going to start, but we don't. Let me let me say this, Nick. By my count, every single player that was drafted in the first round of this year's draft that was invited to their nation's world junior training camp was allowed to go. Except for one. Quinton Byfield was allowed to go. Tim Stutz was allowed to go, even though he's coming off a broken arm. Lucas Raymond is going. Jake Sanderson's going. Jamie Drysdale went. Holtz is going. Jack Quinn has gone to Canada camp. Marco Rossi is going to be one of the only players on the Austrian team. We can go all the way down this list. Everybody that was invited got to go, except for one guy. Why? He's not playing in the NHL right now. He's not in, ca- in training camp. He's never played an NHL game in his life. This is a best-on-best under-20 hockey tournament. This is a competitive hockey tournament. Why? It makes no sense to say no here. The only thing I can think of, besides they want him to start working out and practicing with some of the, the, the team members and staff, besides that, only other possible thing I can think of, and it's a long shot, is some random COVID restriction in there with New York and going into Canada. That's the only thing I can You know think what, Nick? Of. I'm not going to take your practice argument. Oh, and I'll get, to, I'll get to your COVID restriction argument in a second here. The argument of practicing with the Rangers is better than playing on a best-on-best best U20 tournament. That's ridiculous. If that's actually what the Rangers think, I have serious questions for their management. I, do, I don't understand on what planet practicing is better than game than, than game action, especially when it's a national tournament, best on best. Lafreniere didn't come out and dominate in the last tournament. There was still steps to go. There was still improvement to be had. He's not playing for you this year. Like I, This is where I think is different. If the NHL had started already, Alexis Lafreniere is playing on the Rangers full-time. Sure, then you keep him. Fine. He, you know, he's making an impact on your team. There's no reason why you would want to let him go if he's actually helping you this instant. That's not the case. That might not be the case at all this year. The NHL might not even play a single game this year. And that, that's what leaves me frustrated. Right? This is this is a tournament that Canadians care deeply about. And to have an American team hold on to our best player is a little bit frustrating. Especially when Canadian teams like especially you're looking at the Ottawa Senators here, they let the American best defenseman go and they left the left the best German player go. That's I'm not saying they're doing it because it's an American team and they want the Americans to be good. It's just a little bit frustrating. Yeah, I would I definitely wouldn't even bring that into consideration that they just want the Americans to be good. There's no way in hell that that's the reason. But um what what is your argument for the whole COVID? The COVID restriction, restriction thing, thing have an argument for it's that? it's a two week quarantine in Alberta, I believe. So he could be there in plenty of time, right? They're not starting January 1st. This isn't even an argument. Training camps will not start January 1st. Training camps won't even start before the end of January. I can guarantee you that right now. There's no way that the argument is if we send him there, he might get sick. That's a garbage argument also because the odds of him getting sick inside of the bubble are exponentially lower than if he would just be wandering around New York City. 100% guarantee you that. 
So that argument doesn't work for me either. This whole thing is either A, they don't want him to go and get hurt, or B, they just don't want him to play because they don't think he needs the time to develop. And you know what? Sure, if you don't want him to get hurt, like, it's a worry. But you know what? The kid's development is more important here. He's going to have to get on the ice at some point. The odds of him getting a career-ending injury at this tournament are pretty much slim to none, right? How often do you see a career-ending injury at a hockey game? Very, very, very seldomly. So, uh, like... Like I said, the only things I can think of that, A, I do think there is some underlying information that we are obviously not being told that they know, and that is preventing them from letting him go. You know what, Nick, um, I told you, I told you before, I, we're never going to know that information. The Rangers are never going to justify why they're not letting him go. You're right. And, they won't. And as they should, if you're the Rangers, then it's smart. You should. But you know what? The whole decision to not let him go, it's ridiculous. Like as Brian Burke said. When he was a general a general manager around the NHL, he would force his players to go to these tournaments even when they didn't want to. Because he knew it would be good for the development and it, like in the long run, it would help them out. Those players would come back and they'd tell him it was the best time ever. They, they gained leadership experience. Uh, they, they played a best-on-best best tournament. They had to improve their game. Like You're talking about a tournament where you got to hit the ground running, right? He's got to get out there. He's got to get his feet underneath him and he's got to start producing instantly. That's how these tournaments work. That is the exact situation you're going to throw him into in the playoffs. Why not let him get these games under his belt now? The NHL, the I, NHL is, I have a feeling injury but, comes into it. I have a feeling they are. But the NHL is injury. not going to play 80 games this year. The NHL might not even play 40 games this year. The NHL might play zero games. Like, that is still a legitimate possibility. Now, if the NHL plays zero games this year, Nick, and the Rangers look back at this, this is a huge missed opportunity. This is a year of this kid's development. He hasn't seen the ice at this point. In nine months. When's the plan to get him on the ice? Is he not in New York now? Probably practicing. practicing when's the, He's got to be Game experience? Yeah. Nine months. When's the plan to get him on the ice in game experience? Well, yeah. Then it wouldn't come until hell next year. Exactly. So, in, uh, in summertime. Poof, but, a, a year I mean, and a half of development gone. So now what? But, but like, sure, you could put him in the World Juniors now. And then if the NHL plays no games, then what additional development is this really going to do for Lafreniere? What, what damage what, does it do? How much, how much significant... I mean, they are probably worried about injuries. But Nick, we're, we're talking about I mean, they, they, the best-on-best best hockey tournament. This is the best junior hockey has to offer across the world. You don't walk into the, any of these games without expectations. He, like, he would have the weight of the Canadian world on his shoulders. This is a pressure-packed situation. You know who else has pressure pack situations in the clutch? The New York Rangers. Like this, this is a situation where I want my players to be. Especially when I don't know when the next time they'll be on the ice is. I have a feeling that the they are looking at injury. They they don't want them getting hurt for some reason. I don't know. But I can't um, under, I can't understand. I it. mean, I, I I don't see it. I don't see. I, I understand what you're saying is what harm does it do getting them in these high pressure situations? But at the same time, how much good does it do for him? Also, I mean, yeah, it gets him on the ice playing in, in intense games. But I don't know. I, why not just have him stick with you and train with with the team and train with with the staff and just and stay in New York the whole time? Like, I mean, he's already got cold feet. He's going to go into the tournament with cold it's feet. It's game experience. 
game experience. And you can get you can get games with the, with the Rangers too. Practice games, scrimmages. Right, and you're playing against the NHLers. I mean, NHLers sure, you're playing against. Care. I mean, sure, you're playing with with the juniors who are, are fighting their butt off, and I get your argument there. They're trying to he, putting him in the World Juniors gives him a much intense situation. They're playing against guys who legitimately care, but. I can kind of understand in a way what the Rangers might be thinking and they don't see a huge gain of letting him play in the world juniors. There's no, uh, you know, significant benefit and at the same time. Yeah, sure. There's not, it doesn't do no harm, but I'm sure they're looking at it as it's not going to give, it doesn't give him a significant benefit of development um, enough to, to constitute letting him in the world juniors. So I can kind of understand the way they're thinking. I get what you're saying too. Um, I don't know. I'm still on the fence, to be completely honest with you. I, I, I haven't made up my mind, but I can understand both sides, to, I, be, to be honest. Like I said, if he had already been a significant contributor to the New York Rangers, fine. And that's the situation with Jack Hughes and um, Capo Caco. Nobody's going to complain about Capo Capo, uh, Capo Caco not being allowed to go to the Finnish team. right? Obviously, they're not going to let him go. For him, I'd argue there's no reason to go because he's been playing against NHLers. It is a step down for him. But for Alexis Lafreniere, the competition is a step up from where he was last year. Send him. But but does it? I, I think it changes it. The fact that they, they've already, all the players are cold right now. They haven't been playing a lot. So is that competition in the World Juniors still going to be the same as it usually is year in, year out? After all of these players have been well, I make the argument that even if he does go, if the competition isn't the same, he'll have his feet underneath him by the time the season starts. You'll give right, him a head I think start. This is this is this is what I think the Rangers are looking at right now is with all of these players going in the World Juniors cold, with the exception of some guys, maybe in Russia who have been playing, but the competition level and the intensity level is they're probably looking at it as it's not going to be as high as it usually is. So it's not really going to give Lafreniere and the Rangers a significant benefit of sending him there because it's it's, it's not a ramped up intensity level. I disagree so with that entirely. Reality, it, it may I not disagree even with that be. Entirely. Anytime you have your, as, your country's logo on your chest, it is an intense thing. These teams have had their camps. I get that, but, but they're ready to go. I, I think this tournament will be just as intense as any other World Junior. I just don't think that it's going to give... Uh, again, I'm still on the fence to an extent right now. I, I don't know completely, but I'm I'm trying to get in the head of the Rangers and Jeff Gordon right now. But I can kind of understand maybe why they're not doing it because it may they may not see it as a significant benefit because he could play in the World Juniors now. Great, you play for a few weeks and then you're off the ice. And then let's say the NHL has no games and you're out for another what seven months that's, until that's July. still better than missing the two weeks of high level competition when they could right, But then they are, they might also be looking at is as they can take this opportunity to develop him into the system, the Rangers system. Look, if you haven't had a chance to develop into your system by now, you've had him since October. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't been able to train with them since October. Okay. So, so he wasn't able to get there for, well so over here's a month my question then. So what's the difference? If you send him away for two weeks, what's the difference? Right, you still have you still have whole I mean, training camp. You're still going to have uh, the the rookie camp stuff, I believe. I don't think that's going to be gone. So, I I have a feeling they are just looking at it as 
they want his mentality to immediately be getting into the ranger system. All right, one one more thing for the road for you here, Nick. That's that's the only that is the only explanation I can I can think of right now. I'm I'm playing devil's advocate right now, and I'm just trying to to maybe understand what the Raiders are possible. Let me ask you this. I don't don't take this the wrong way because this is like. I don't know what what's uh, after after being with you for years and years, Frank. Yeah, I've, I've pretty learned. Uh, okay, so so let's say <laughs> never take anything wrong. Let's way. say this this was a different situation. <laughs> Alexis Lafreniere was American, and this was the Winnipeg Jets doing this. Would your opinion change at all? No, I don't think so. I'm not looking at it as the Rangers are holding Lafreniere back from Team Canada to to you know, not allowed them to do well or any way. I mean, sure, I might be a little bit more frustrated than what I am now because it doesn't affect me right now. If anything, it helps me as, a, as an American. But I, I, I'm still, I can still kind of understand the, the mentality of what they, they might be and looking And by the way, do. this isn't really a nationality bias. This is more of a favorite team bias. Not, yeah, if, I, I get yeah. what you're saying. Like, it, like um, I don't know. Let's just say if Toronto, like if this happened when Matthews was drafted or something, I don't know. But on a different scale like if they held matthews back from playing world juniors or something and we were in a covid yeah. world back then and then that's um, the key right there right uh, because this is different from any other year and i think if like i said if this would have been a normal year where the season started in, in october or late september i guess and lafreniere had already played 20 30 games with the rangers at this point it's different right then i don't expect him to be released to come this is a year though where i believe that he 100 should be playing Unless they've already started working into the system and they maybe they feel they've made some significant steps in, in developing him under their 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 staff and, and working with the team. And maybe they don't want to ruin that progress. Maybe they have some good momentum right now and they're on, on a good path with him and they want to keep that going. They might have a, a training plan right now. You I know what, know. Nick? I That's, um, There's a bunch of Canadian kids who would break every bone in their body to play for the Canadian World Junior Team. And I don't know. I, I really hope Alexi wanted to play in this tournament. If not, you're lost, I guess. Like, it, I, I, we haven't really asked that question yet, but did Alexi want to play in this tournament? And, and that could have come down to it, too. I'm sure he, they had talks with him, too. Um, maybe not. I don't know. Um, and that's kind of and what... You know what? If Alexi at, at any point said he didn't want to play in this tournament, good. Don't come. We'll say that. Because if you don't want to be there, somebody else does. Somebody else will work twice as hard as you will. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure at some point someone was looking back at the previous World Juniors because he did get hurt in the last World Juniors, he did. didn't he? He got that leg injury against He Russia. did, but again, that's not a... So, and being, being afraid of an injury in a year where you don't know if the NHL is ever going to see the ice, I, I don't think is the most important thing here. I think getting him any ice time he can get, any competitive game time he can get this year, do it. Because, look... Honestly, if you're worried about an additional wear and tear on him and he plays seven games at the World Juniors, find seven days where he doesn't have to play in the NHL next year. You know what I mean? Like, if that's what it comes down to, because right now I'm looking at the NHL and I'm saying, I don't know if a season happens. Like, let's... 100%. Let's not, no way it's happening. I'm already, I'm already preparing for that. But, like, if it doesn't happen, you don't want to miss this opportunity to develop him. That's what I'm saying. And if it does, and... You know, that's that's fantastic. But you know what? He played seven games in the juniors. You can find seven days in the year where he doesn't need to play. Or he can play all the games. 
Because you know what? He was the number one overall pick. He should be able to do it. Especially if it's it's not going to be an 82-game season at this point anyway. So what I... I don't think the Rangers are worried about wear and tear and injury. That that's I, I, that that wouldn't make any sense because if you're worried about him getting injured before he even starts his first year in the NHL, then let's be real, he's probably going to be getting hurt in the next couple of years if that's the real concern. So I don't think that's it. But the only thing I can think of is they could potentially be talking with Lafreniere and maybe they have made incredible steps already working into the system and maybe they have a good game plan for developing him within their their own camp and then him working with the staff and you know either the rangers and him agreed to continue working on it or that's the only thing i can think of right now is is them already on a good path to development within their own system and they're not willing to you know end that and maybe backtrack a bit i don't know i guess i don't know i guess we got different mindsets on this because I, I I find when I listen to Brian Burke today, that's when I real like it really kinda everything that he said made sense and it kinda clicked in my head as well that this is like a little bit ridiculous that they're not giving now, him the go ahead to play here, but And I, I wanna I, I am interested to see maybe we can even find someone who can have a different opinion because obviously you are passionate being a Canadian fan. Or you know what I'm um, for Team Canada, obviously being a Canadian, and I <laughs> I'm obviously in the states, and I'm a Ranger fan, yeah. so it's it's two totally uh, unbalanced opinions, I guess that they're we're we're completely biased in a way. Um, you know, I'm trying to looking at it as fifty fifty and level headed as possible, and just trying to get a grip with maybe what the Rangers are thinking. I, I'm not saying I agree or disagree with the decision right now. I, I don't even have uh, a full you know what, Nick? On it, I'm, I'm making you pick one. I'm putting you on the spot. Pick one with the information you have right now. Pick a side. Should he be playing or should he not be playing? Oh man, me personally, I would like to see him play. I was looking forward to seeing what he can do on Team Canada, and I would have wanted to see him play for sure. Because I'm excited to see what he can do, not only for the Rangers, but even just get a little bit more glimpse of him in a high pressure situation. So for me as a fan, hell yeah, I want to. Okay, so you're in the you're 100%. in the shoes of Rangers management. Forget the fan point of so, view. Who you are? Is he playing okay. or is he not? If I'm in the shoes of management, assuming that the situation that I said earlier is playing out, then no, I don't want him at playing. I can understand why they don't want him playing if that's okay. the case. And. But as a fan, hell yeah, I want him in that tournament. Okay. 100%. Even as a Ranger fan. You know, I Nick, I was going to be pissed off at you if you said yes, by the way. I, <laughs> I, I'm i just trying to find a reason, a, a logical reason why they wouldn't let him go. And I think that's a reasonable, that's the only reasonable I, like, you know what? I, situation. Nick, like I said, why they're not letting I him just go. look at the situation the NHL is in right now with not knowing if there's going to be a single game played this year. I don't know how you can say no. Like, if they keep him off of this team, like they said they are going to, and the NHL doesn't hit the ice this year, they should be ashamed of themselves. And you know what, Rangers fans, you can come after me about that all you want, but this is that, that's, my, that's my feelings about that. And this isn't anything personal against the Rangers. We've had conversations about that team in the past, and we've had nothing but glowing remarks for them, Nick. But this one, I think, was a real failure. I just don't think we have enough information to be able to say it's a success or failure. I don't, I don't think it's going to harm Lafreniere in any way. I don't think it's going to to 
sway his development for any reason. I don't think that's going to be an issue, but I can understand for sure wanting him to be in that tournament because obviously you would feel it helps his development. Do I think it would be good for him? Sure, I think it would be good for him, but I, I don't know. Honestly, I, I, I would like to have seen him in that tournament and play, but I don't think it's going to significantly help him to play in it, nor do I think it'll harm him to not play in it. I, j- I don't think it's going to uh, affect anything too much right now. So right. that's my opinion on it. So clearly, this is actually the first time that we've ever disagreed big time on something, on this show at least. Yeah, you're right about that. I, I wasn't expecting. I, I honestly, I don't know what I was expecting because. Look, you know what? As soon as you we were, left the Xbox party today, because I wouldn't stop talking about this, I knew what to expect. <laughs> oh yeah, you knew I knew what to what expect. To expect. I, like, you know what? This is this is something that I'm passionate. I'm very passionate about junior hockey, as we know. This is like upset. It's upsetting to to, to see this choice. Especially when, like I said, we don't know if there's even going to be a single game from the NHL this year. I, I think it's short-sighted by the Rangers. I, I think it's so short-sighted. I, yeah, um, I don't know what to think, to be completely honest with you. Because if there are no games, then, I mean, either way, you're waiting seven months plus to to get back on the ice and start playing competitive You know hockey. what? If there's no NHL games so, this year and the Canadians don't win the gold... Canadian hockey fans should lambaste the Rangers on Twitter. That's what I'm saying. That's my vote. If they haven't already, they've they probably they already well, are on the Rangers You know Rangers what, Nick? Right now. Huh. They should be, quite frankly. And like I said, to Rangers fans, you can come after me all you want. We're going to show it on my Twitter after. So if you want to come have a conversation with me about it, feel free to do so. All right? But th- like, this is how I feel, right? This isn't personal against the Rangers, like I said. Nick and I have had conversations about them. You can go back to our team uh, preview or team recap, or whatever we call them, it was glowing, right? We said there's years of success in front of the Rangers, and I still believe that. I just think this is one poor decision that they've made, and hopefully it doesn't lead to any more. I don't... This is the last thing I'll say on it. Like I said, I, I just don't think that this is going to affect too much. I, I that's, a, that's a pretty strong opinion right now. I, I don't think it's going to affect Alexi too much with development. I think he'll still be in good shape, quite evidently, as I, I think you will too. I, st- I still think you think he'll be a good yeah, player. I, I'm just I, I, I don't I'm just think a it's going to I'm just I'm just a little bit worried that he's gonna spend a year and a half off the ice with no competitive game. That's my worry. I can understand that. I can understand that. Um but I don't know. Um, I, I don't. I'm, I, I don't think seven months without competitive hockey is any different than how long has he been playing? How long has he been off competitive hockey now? Since eight months, nine months, eight months. Like I, I, I get you can add eight months onto the seven months that he's about to go without true competitive hockey, but I don't think it's going to be any different. I don't think seven months of no competitive hockey is any different than say, you know, a year. <laughs> I just don't think it, it's that much different because if you continue to train and, and practice, like you're not going to be any colder than what you already are playing competitive yeah, hockey. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I guess it's just like firing up the engine again. I'm no car guy, but I feel like if you leave your car sitting for, you know, 16 months, 
it's worse than if you leave it sitting for eight. But let's be real, it's not that much worse. Even if it's not that much worse, that's it's, it's not gonna. That's like saying that that, that small more. that because, small house fire is only a little bit better. But you're than, not letting the car. You're not letting the car sit there in the parking lot untouched. Lafreniere is still going to be working out. He's still going to okay, be training. The car, analogy is, still the car analogy is a bad one. He is still going to be practicing with the Ranger. Well, no, but I think it's important to bring up though too. He's still going to be, and I get practice games and scrimmages aren't any aren't equivalent to the World Juniors, but it's not like he's going to be completely cold feet and he hasn't been on the ice in a year and a half or a year. You know, I, I mean, he's still going to be practicing with the Rangers. He's still going to be playing with the NHL camp and the NHL guys. And he's still going to be training with the staff and training on his oh, own. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, I, 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 like I said, I don't think that seven months, if he were to play in the, the World Juniors and then go seven months without competitive hockey, is any different than going a year without true competitive hockey. I, I don't think you're going to get any colder. I think you're still going to be at the, the, the same skill level and, and intensity level. I don't think it's going to change much, to be completely honest with you. Sure. Well, that's my opinion. I don't, we won't, I think yeah, we can go in circles for as long <laughs> as we want, but we're not going to get, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll end it, we'll end so. it there, though. I have a feeling people are going to want to extend their thoughts to us and tell us how stupid we are, one way or another, on Twitter. So we'll shout those out. You can find, yeah, I, I want to hear. I want to hear a lot of opinions hey, on this for sure. Honest, okay, so I honest do. to God, if you're listening to this, send us a tweet at us. We will respond to you. We will have a conversation as long as it's not, you know, you know, you're an idiot, this, that, F you here, F you. We're not going to do that. We're not doing that. We don't play like that. Like, uh, I, and, but like, with all seriousness, I want to hear, and I'm sure you do too, I want to hear opinions from hockey fans everywhere because. Both you and I are a little biased in these situations because, well, I don't, I don't, yeah, you're, you're Canada, you're big team Canada guy. I'm a Rangers fan and I'm an American and it doesn't really affect Americans. If anything, it helps the Americans. So, you know, I would love to hear from people who are either not heavily involved in the world juniors or hell from another country. You know, if you're, if you're an Austria fan, (laughs) what do you think? We're going to get lambasted (laughs) in the Rangers Facebook group. I can promise you that much. Oh yeah, I'll be talking. I'm going to be talking in there a lot. I'll be if if anyone from the Rangers Facebook group on that True Blue New York Rangers fans group, I'm going to be talking in there. I want to see what they mm-hmm. think. It's so. be interesting. Anyway, though, you can find my Twitter, HPR underscore Frankie thirteen. You can find Nick at Siegs or HPR underscore Siegs, right? HPR yeah, Siegs. HPR Siegs. We got to figure yeah. out our underscores, man. I swear. I don't got no <laughs> underscore. HPR Siegs. Our Twitter account. <laughs> The HPR account is HPR underscore podcast. Even more content, however, on Facebook at HPR podcast. Uh, we're also December 10th, which is next week somehow. We will be releasing our World Junior Pick'em. And all you have to do for that, you put your email address in there. We can contact you if you win. And then you pick each game in the World Juniors, pick the winner. And then there's a couple of tiebreaker questions as well. So you just answer those. You pick your medalists, all that fun stuff. And yeah, winners will be receiving a free jersey kit courtesy of Customized Sports Canada. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to the World Juniors. I have a lot going on these last few weeks, um, you know, with classes and all that. And it's been tough to even think about hockey right now. So once this semester is over, man, which is actually next week, it'll end. I'm... 
I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> Any so. closing remarks other than that? Um, no, I don't think so. Just uh, hit us up on Twitter. We're looking to to hear these opinions, and I, I've never been more interested to hear opinions on this on a situation more in the last few months. Like this so one isn't I, facts, you know. Like a lot of our stuff is. It's pure. This player does right this now. well. This well doesn't do this well. A lot mm-hmm. of that's kind of not hard to argue with, but like it, it's in front of you. You know what I mean. They call it like yeah. you see it, but this, this is entirely opinion. Is, this is this is all speculation. There is zero facts or info to go off of right now. Zero. And there won't ever be. Not even a hint. Jeff Gordon hasn't spoken yet. No one has spoken yet. It's if any. So yeah, this is this is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But who knows? I'm looking forward to the World Juniors. I'm ready to watch some hockey. It's been a crazy month. That's been a crazy year, but all right. I'm quit ready. talking. We're almost out of time. We're out of time. We're way out of time. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. We're wrapping it up. Anyways, uh, we will see you guys next week. We'll be talking probably more World Juniors and and more um, stuff getting ready ahead of that tournament and what to expect. Maybe looking at rosters. Who the heck knows? But it'll probably be World Juniors related. So stay tuned for more of that stuff, and um, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for making it to the end of this episode of Hockey Prospect Report. Before we let you go, we want to remind you quickly one more time about our sponsors, Customized Sports. If you don't remember, Customized Sports offers you a high-quality looking Tackle School jersey kit that gives your jersey a professional look that you wouldn't otherwise have if you left it blank. You can find them at CustomizedSports.com or on their Reddit or eBay page, Customized-Sports. And when you go to check out, be sure to use code PROSPECT10 for your 10% discount. Thank you for sponsoring us, and we'll see you guys next week.